Well, welcome back after the festive period um, to another episode of Red Tinted Glasses. Callum, did you have a good Christmas? I did, uh, as best as possible, I suppose, all things considered. What about yourself, Glenn? A quiet one, was it? A quiet one, but hopefully not quiet in terms of the podcast. Hopefully the sound quality is coming through a bit better. I got myself a proper microphone for recording podcasts, so hopefully everyone's hearing me crystal clear today. How exciting. How exciting. That's about as exciting as the festive period got, um, like all things considered. But um, we also released some exciting content on Boxing Day with the Jamie Smith episode that um, quite a few of you have tuned in so far to. Not as much as the Richie Byrne episode. Mm. Maybe that was down to the fact that it was audio only. But Callum, we still enjoyed the chat with Jamie. Exactly, yeah, it was very, very good. It seemed to be well-received as well. Over 200 views on the old YouTube now. So thank you very much for your support. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed. Yeah, closing in on just um, under 100 listens, Richie's still comfortably ahead there on 120 plus, but it's still time to tune in and also to tune in or watch as Calm says on YouTube to any previous episodes. They're all available to listen and watch there. Boxing Day, though, uh, didn't just have red tinted glasses interview with Jamie Smith. We were also... I was going to say blessed with, I think that was really the wrong word given the way the game went, mm. with um, our Boxing Day clash against St Johnston. What was your one-word assessment of it? Dull, just pretty self-explanatory. It wasn't the best, was it? But uh, Boxing Day, three points, so that's exciting. What about yourself? What's your one word, Glenn? Uh, tedious. Yeah. Um, I think you know, we made hard work of it at times, but... You know, it got me out of some time with the in-laws and the other side of the parent and um, that family. Um, Kevin, if you're listening, I know you're listening to Jamie Smith, so should have maybe kept that till a bit later on in the, in the episode. But I know it was fine. I still, you know, thankfully, I still got to watch the game. Um, I, you know, I might have not even been able to see it at all. But yeah, three points, I suppose, is probably one of the only positives we can take from it. Yeah, that's literally all I can think of. I mean, yeah, we've got the three points. Brilliant. Alan Muir's eyes still painted on. That's about it. Yeah. yeah, he obviously had a terrible... Well, he actually probably got a new whistle for Christmas, given how much he was keen to use it. I know he was buzzing. I don't know who's more excited, you about the microphone or him about his whistle. Definitely me. Mm, true, probably. Um, in terms of the team going into the game, uh, Conor McLennan missed out totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few... Eyebrows raised when he was taken off at halftime against Motherwell, but it seems potentially there's an injury there given there was no no sign of him, even on the bench. Mm-hmm. bit frustrating considering how good his form's been, but uh, yeah, the fact he totally missed out would suggest it was injury. But weird that we've not really heard much about it. Yeah, and I suppose, well, we were planning to record um, after the Livingston game. We're actually recording pretty much bang on kickoff of the game, so... We don't even know if he'd have been fit enough for today's game either. So, And if he wasn't, I suppose, without the game today, you know, in general, he's got an extra few days to be fit for the Dundee United game. Yeah, I suppose that's probably the one positive. And to be fair, even if he wasn't, if he was back in, it's probably not the best idea to put him on that pitch, uh, especially now. I mean, it's gone well for them. Nice all-weather pitch, very successful, Livingston, very successful. That's for all the abuse you've given us about the us being uh, grippy about the 20 quid. Get it sorted. We'll happily be 20 quid if we get you a proper pitch. Yeah, it was a good, some good back and forth with the um, official Livy Talk podcast guys um, about how 
they really reveled in the complaints about paying £20 to watch. And I said, well, surely with enough £20, you'd be able to, um, you know, get your pitch protected. And they said, but you guys weren't paying the £20 anyway, so we couldn't have protected it. So, yeah, yeah they're reveling in it. And apparently, um, they recently relayed the, the 4G surface that they've got at um, Almondvale, and they didn't actually put down under soil heating again and they kindly reminded that if they did it would melt the plastic yeah i mean it's not very all weather is it if a little bit of snow is just going to ruin the day but uh oh, oh well, well i mean i suppose some people are probably quite thankful they don't have to watch aberdeen today given how things have been yeah and well me being one of them you as well and i mm. think that was kind of the general consensus and i think after um Saturday's game it kind of just sums up the feeling amongst the support just now where the games do feel more of an effort um, especially when you're forking out money for it and kind of doing avoiding potentially other tasks mm. to watch Aberdeen it's not it's not a day out anymore yeah it does feel very mad and even though we are getting some like okay results the football is not the most entertaining but then even if you were there and it was not the best football but we won things would be a good day out and everything we're at home and it's just sort of a dull 90 minutes and then okay we win it's like brilliant okay thanks on to the next thing whatever it's a bit mm. meh it's a dull 90 minutes and you can't even leave your house to go and do anything either so it's just exactly, just exactly. i go for a walk maybe a bit more exciting brilliant yeah and um, back to the boxing day class we saw dean campbell replacing ross mccrory as expected no Under Armour once again, as you are delighted to point out every time. But once again, another solid um, shift from Dean Campbell in midfield. Definitely, yeah. He seems he seems to um, be performing very well in those roles when sort of Ferguson or whoever drops out. And yeah, he did it again. Again, as you said, no Under Armour. I don't know what it is. Got to December, he stitched it and he's putting in performances. Love it, Dino. Keep it up. And I suppose with no Conor McLennan, Sam Cosgrove starting, we, we saw a rare a rare start of two up top mm-hmm. in, in this Aberdeen side, which we've not seen often enough this season. But my word, did that really look painful, having two up top. I know. It, it wasn't great, was it? It was a bit grim. And I thought, okay, that's a bit positive. You know, two up top, you know, and there was nothing positive. As soon as I watched the first five minutes, the positivity was gone. Yeah, I mean, Curtis Main runs about, puts in a shift, Cosgrove's a target man who doesn't really put in much of a shift, especially defensively. Um, and that lack of defensive side of his game was really came to the fore at St. Johnson's goal, wasn't it? I can't even remember what the goal was like. That sort of tells you what what sort of level I'm on. I think we've taken the crown for the most ill-informed sports show um, on air from off the ball. Well, let me remind you then. So Lewis Ferguson gave away a very soft free kick um, out wide on the main stand side of the pitch and the ball was whipped in and oh, yeah. lets his man go just doesn't yeah. even track the guy and um, again like you said we're so ill-informed I'm just going to call him a guy so I can't even remember who scored mm. and he heads the ball down into the ground and I saw there was a few question marks over Joel Lewis's goalkeeping for it mm. given kind of the way the header down and went over him but just kind of summed up the first half for me, really, given given that goal mm. and the way it all came about and, and happened. It's come back to me now. Um, I think that's more of a sign, not only just of the football, but just of the way life is right now. I've just got no idea what the hell's going on anymore. I've lost track of absolutely everything. Yeah, I know. And you met, you thought the game was on Tuesday. It was a nightmare. It was an yeah. absolute nightmare. 
Um, but no, yes, I, I, I do recall now, it was a bit of a shambles, and it's sort of the way it bounced down and then sort of over Joe, it looked, feel, felt like it was all in slow motion. It wasn't great, and you called him that boy. And I mean, Ross McCrory was doing the exact same at half time, so it's good enough for him, it's good enough for you. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is. I'm actually in my pyjamas. I put on a jumper so I looked a bit more presentable for those watching on YouTube. I know you've been working today, but I've just been sitting watching darts all day. It's great. Yeah, I'm quite jealous, to be fair. And then, you know, there was plenty of tweets, myself included, you know, that the first half on Boxing Day wore on that you know, the goal was coming for St. Johnston. Nothing was going right for us, especially up top. It was turgid, tedious, dull. Um, as you've said, and then out of nowhere, we get a penalty. Yeah, that was Do you remember what that was for, or? Uh, yeah, they, were, they thought it was going to be a handball, and then everyone was claiming for it, and then the camera sort of panned away, and then there was a penalty all of a sudden. That was quite quite exciting. Um, well, I you described that so eloquently there. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I've mean, got a good way with words, you see. Um, it was, yeah, it was. it seemed very soft. It seemed very odd. It seemed like, like okay, they didn't get that one, no, we'll give them this one then instead. Al Muir was, yeah, it wasn't on form. I don't know if Al Muir is ever on form, but it was it was a bit questionable, a bit soft, I feel. Yeah, it was, the the continent shout when his shot was blocked, I suppose the defender was turning away, mm. but the ball potentially hits his hand. I was, I was claiming for that one. And as Jamie Beeston from um, We Are Perth podcast said in the 12th Man chat, I don't know how Alan Muir gives that penalty considering Cosgrove falls the wrong way. He says Cosgrove falls backwards when everyone else is running the other way. But if you know he feels a tug and he goes down, he's giving the referee a decision to make in the way Alan Muir was feeling. He was quite happy to oblige, but maybe there was maybe something in the back of his mind that thought, Ah, then maybe that Constant one mm-hmm. was a penalty, so I'll just give that one instead. I guess. It's sort of see, definitely seen that way, but not to be a little money gate or anything. But that reminds me, you know, against Celtic when Cosgrove threw himself to the ground in his own half, and I was annoyed oh, yes. about that. I'm the happy. That is the position you're meant to be throwing yourself down in, Sam Cosgrove, and he's done well there, so I'll give him that one fair enough. That was a uh, very good play acting, shall we say. Good to see, like, a couple months down the line, you're still not. I know, I know. I'm not bitter, honest. No, not at all. And um, with Ferguson on the pitch, um, as well as Sam, it was Sam that took the responsibilities of penalty taker and he duly converted quite coolly as well. So no surprise to see him back on penalties. Uh, I, I, I suppose I was a little bit surprised, but he dispatched it very, very well. I feel like after he whacked that free kick and he was just like, right, I'm having it, I'm having it. So fair enough. Yeah, he dispatched it very, very well. Um, more power to him, I suppose. Um, so half time we go in 1-1 thinking how the hell are we level in this game a game that we deserve to have gone in at half time behind um, and kind of unlike us at second halves in recent weeks when we start poorly um, we actually came out and looked lively and uh, got the goal from Ash Taylor a few, um, about seven minutes into the second half I think deserved for Ash, given his last couple of performances. Looked very, very well defending his own box. Then he decided, oh, you know what, I'll pop up in the opposition one. And he put it away very, very well, to be fair. He had about all the time in the world. But given it's Ash Taylor, it wouldn't surprise me to just welly it sort of over the bar. But he showed the composure. He showed the composure to pick his spot. And fair enough, the back of Ed Berezi is flying at the moment. And the Merseyside Maldini duly converted. But it was weird. The way he shot, you know, I didn't really see the the net 
like bustle or anything. It was just until they started running off celebrating. It was, again, kind of like St. Johnson's goal in the first half. It all seemed very slow motion. It was a bit. It was a bit odd, but you know that's just the way. It, that's the smooth operator that Ash Taylor is these days. And once we got our noses in front, we didn't ever really look like adding to it. But at the same time, I didn't really feel St. Johnson ever threatened to an extent that they were going to sneak a second and get a draw out of the game. It was very dull, but it did sort of feel quite safe. You're right to say that. I feel. Um, yeah, we didn't. We didn't show too much going forward after that. But at the same time, didn't really need to, and because they didn't come back at us too much, which I thought they probably would have. But alas, no. Maybe you know, a bit too many mince pies on Christmas Day. They just weren't feeling it. They couldn't last. Couldn't go the distance. And then Callum Hendry, obviously wanting a um, a few games off, getting himself sent off. Another strange one from Alan Muir's first booking kind of came out of nothing, and then first proper challenge, getting a second booking, and off he went. It was very odd. I was sort of like, there was another one where I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I had no clue. Again, I don't know whether it's an indictment of sort of just me personally right now or sort of the actual game, but it did seem very odd. Maybe just fancied Hogmanay off and going for a jolly. Who knows? Yeah, indeed. And like I said, we were supposed to be looking, kind of looking back on a game today against Livingston, which obviously has not gone ahead. So instead, we will look ahead to our. New Year fixture. I'm going to call it festive, I suppose. Mm. Kind of still is, but against Dungeon United at home to Dungeon United. Um, hopefully, better in front of goal than the last time we played. Well, we were good in front of goal, we just didn't take the chances. Yeah. Um, Dungeon United at time of recording, although my phone is now on airplane mode because just to avoid buffering, um, they are 2 0 or were 2 0 down away uh, to Celtic. So a nice. Uh, morale sapping game that they've got to endure just now that'd be nice i'm just gonna try and check the score uh it's not working never mind ignore me um yeah hopefully they'll just get smashed to be fair uh given the fact they're losing now um if they go down and lose confidence then that would be absolutely delightful but maybe it does mean certainly get points which is also frustrating but you know going it's nice to have it feels nice to have the first game after the new year against sunday united once again but it is typical that we can't go, isn't it? Pretty gutting, um, even though yeah. it's up here. But it's just nice. It's just nice. After such a long while, them dwindling in the championship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those kind of that festive well, New Year game is always the one you look out for. And with Dundee, you know, just being Dundee in the championship. And hopefully if United can continue kind of just... Staying mid-table, it will be a fixture that hopefully we have again next season and hopefully fans will be allowed back at that game. Speaking of people that will be back at the game, there is talk of Scott Wright potentially being fit again for Aberdeen. I like, like that, that link. I loved it. I loved it. And I'm also loving the fact Scott Wright is possibly going to feature. Uh, here's hoping we don't rush him back too quick, though, and get him injured again because I don't think I can take that, to be honest. Yeah, if 2020 wasn't bad enough, that's not the start you want your 2021 20, to be like. Hopefully, though, he is fit enough to feature. Obviously, we're, we missed, I I do think against St. John's, we missed McLennan's pace mm-hmm. that he kind of offered. We were just over-relying on Ryan Hedges. Mm-hmm. And we have seen in recent weeks, you know, a kind of breakdown or lack of creativity in the team. So, 
to get another creative spark in Scott Wright back and involved will be really important to us. And like you, you said a few weeks back, your eyes are already on the Rangers game. It'll be good for him to get minutes under the belt before a big game like that. Yeah, definitely. I think that word you used there, spark, is what Scott Wright is going to bring to the team when he comes back. And I'm really, really hoping it. Because since, to be fair, since he's dropped out, I never realised how crucial he was because it has been terrible since then. So fingers crossed... We'll get an entertaining watch if he plays against Sunday United. That's that's all I'm hoping for. Anything, to be honest. And do you think, given the game was postponed today, do you think that works in our favour? You know, it's been a busy it's been a busy period. We've had a lot of away games. Obviously, mm-hmm. the the team did travel down to Livingston today, despite the game being off. Um, as they always tried to give it as much time to go ahead. But obviously, they haven't had to exert themselves on the pitch. So, do you think are we rest this midweek? will be an advantage for us. Being a bit threadbare, I feel like maybe it will be uh, just a chance. I mean, obviously, the momentum that all these games, if you're on a good form, regenerates is good, but it is tough on the legs. So I think maybe it's not the worst thing. It would be nice to go and get another win, hopefully, but obviously there's no guarantee of that. Um, So, you know, hopefully they can pick themselves back up after the new year. And with Scott Wright in there, I've got all the belief in the world. I suppose the likes of Tommy Hoban, who did pick up a wee mm-hmm. knock against Motherwell, and then, you know, where there was maybe a couple of scary moments against St. Johnson where he went down, he thought, well, will he get back up again? Mm-hmm. You know, for guys like him who, when he signed, was told, you know, we probably won't see him three times in a week, he'll be delighted mm-hmm. to have a midweek off mm-hmm. and, and get him fully fit as well. So, positives in the defence as well. I think Johnny Hayes is probably another one as well uh, at his age, having sort of come back from the injury. They sort of brought him back a bit early as well, so he'll probably be uh, thankful for it too. Yeah, and then looking ahead, I suppose, to that game, would you suspect that um, despite his relatively good performance against St. Johnson, Dean Campbell will take his place back on the bench and Ross McCrory will slot back into midfield? Yeah, I would. I would probably imagine that'll be the case. Um, unfortunately for Dino, but at the same time, you know, he's, we know he's ready to go now. He's ready to go when needed, which is better. I feel maybe last season, uh, not just me to be honest. Most fans probably thought he wasn't quite at that level yet. So it's good to see he's got. Uh, he's progressed a bit more, and he's also looking a bit. He's filling the shirt a little bit more, which is nice. Uh, he had looked a bit lightweight previously, so you know that's always good. And now I've got the faith that he can come in and step in when one of those drop out. So it will happen. But it's good to know he's, he's there. He's ready and ready to go. Bit of positivity. Come on. I don't. I don't think. Well, I hope he doesn't take too much offence at being called lightweight. Um, mm. Perhaps if he's listening, I know his his dad has listened to our show in the past. Uh, so I'm glad you said that, not me, but um, I think that is kind of a fair comment to say. And I think, you know, Dean did say that when he was out injured, that, you know, he took some time away and he focused on himself. I think he knows himself, to quote you really, he needs to fill that shirt out, mm-hmm. bulk up a little bit and kind of be able to impose himself in the midfield in the likes of like how Ferguson and McCrory have done um, so mm-hmm. far this season. But I do think, given the way he's slotted in so easily when these players have been out, and there hasn't been too much of an uproar, the focus mm-hmm. has really been on Ojo when he's mm-hmm. come in. It's more focused on his performances. I think, again, says a lot for um, for Dean. And, you know, I did say a player he was like, I'm not going to say it again because you gave me in trouble, but he goes about his business quietly and effectively. That's all I'll say. 
He does. I think the thing is, people maybe you don't even I don't like don't notice when Callum comes in because he does just go about his job very very quietly. But that's usually a good sign. It's just neat and tidy, no mucking about, which is nice. It's very very nice. But Funtsojo, there's a bit of mucking about. Let's be honest. Um, up top, um, ahead of the game on Saturday, would you go to up top again? Uh, I feel if maybe Scott Wright's ready to go from the start. Absolutely not. Get him in there. Um, but if he's maybe not and you don't want to risk him, then I guess it probably will happen. Uh, Curtis Main and, and big Sam Cosgrove in there from the start to just get us so excited for the new year. And I suppose one thing that Dungeon United fans will be excited by going into the new year um, will be that they should still have Benjamin Segrist in goals for mm-hmm. the game. Um, there is talk of Celtic preparing a £5 million bid for him. Uh, Schalke are also interested. I think it's CSK in Moscow are lining up uh, a bid. Was 1.5 million is his release clause. Um, and that's what CSK are prepared to offer. So if they could do that on New Year's Day um, and you know take him out of the equation, because it's fair to say not only was he in fine form against us down at Tanadice, but given... You know, Dungeon United have had two late away draws, uh, Motherwell and Hibernian. It's fair to say he's kept them in the game. Yeah, they've not really... They sort of looked quite good when they first came up with Dungeon United, but they've not really set the world like I feel like that's fair to say. But he has been sort of a bright spark for them. He's looked very, very good in the step up from the Championship to the Premiership. And it's no surprise that there is that sort of interest in him. So if they could just swoop in on the first, unsettle him even, like if he doesn't leave then straight away, just make him got that in playing in his mind, then that would be nice. That would be nice. But I think we're clutching at straws a little. Definitely. And speaking of clubs that might swoop in and unsettle or turn people's heads, kind of brings us to the January transfer window. Um, I suppose it'd be wrong not to speak about that. Um, given there has been players touted for Aberdeen, um, Gary Mackay-Steven obviously being one. Do you think that is an, I know we just kind of discussed it briefly last time, but do you think that's a kind of an area, given that Scott Wright's coming back, mm-hmm. um, I know that was something, again, we mentioned in the last episode. But do you see that being a type of player, not necessarily Mm -hmm. bringing in GMS, Mm -hmm. but that sort of area of the pitch is somewhere that we maybe need? I do think... Sorry, carry on. Sorry, I was just going to say, given that when Scott Wright was Mm -hmm. out injured, we lacked creativity. Yeah, that's actually what I was about to say. I think... I know another option in there is definitely a good idea. Not only for when, if someone gets injured or whatever, but also just another alternative in there so to come off the bench for uh, perhaps. But we have definitely lacked uh, in Scott Wright's absence. So I think someone of his ilk, maybe not necessarily him, um, would definitely be a good option. I think a centre-half as well, given the way things are looking with Mikey Devlin and Greg Lee still out right now as well, another option that uh, would maybe slot in there. That's probably the two positions you would probably be looking at, and we'll see what happens uh, with Sam Cosgrove as well. Obviously, rumoured that Newcastle have been sniffing about him. We'll see what happens. I feel like, although <laughs> Sam Cosgrove is not what Newcastle need right now, uh, someone else to hoof the ball to, don't get me started. And they play Man City tonight. Oh, God. You don't. You play Liverpool tonight. You play Liverpool tonight. That's how out of kilter I am. We played Man City at the weekend. We play Liverpool tonight. That's <laughs> arguably even worse than playing Man City, isn't it? So, yeah, and given that the Spurs game is off, my fantasy team really needs Mo Salah to bang in a hat trick tonight. 
I've got his triple captain, so <laughs> there we go. Wow. Um, it's funny, I actually wrote down, we, did, we weren't going to write notes for this episode, we were just going to wing it, um, just to kind of further emphasise how ill-informed we are. Um, but I actually wrote down as an area for transfers, centre-back, and put a question mark. Obviously, you've touched on that. Would there be kind of any names? I, I saw on Twitter folk mentioning, I wonder if we could maybe tempt Declan Gallagher away from Motherwell. That would that would call, that would involve spending money. I doubt that'll happen. And um, well, 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 what are you gonna say? I was gonna say, well, you know, there could be money in the bank from Ronald Hernandez. Don't <laughs> start. Don't mention him. It's me so sad. Um, I feel like they would probably be able to demand quite a big fee given his Scotland performances recently, which is a bit of a problem. I would probably imagine it'll be some no mark that's probably a free agent or a loanee from England possibly uh, might be the case Dan Gallagher though I would take I would definitely take but I can't see it happening sadly and, and it occurred to me as well when we were speaking of wingers and creativity um, I could be wrong but I believe Ethan Ross's loan deal at Wraith was only until January a few of them have been haven't they I think Bruce so, might be as um, well I don't know if you saw Ethan's goal against mm. Alawa, where he picked the ball up from his own half and went on to score mm. after a mazy run. Nice bit of creativity. Come on down. Very true. I, I mean, I did see that goal, and then that did prompt me to then put on Wraith for their next game, and then they lost. But yeah. less about that, less about that. <laughs> it is encouraging. I feel maybe the Premiership right now is possibly a bit too soon for Ethan Ross again. He's maybe a bit on the lightweight side need to fill the shirt a little bit but it's definitely encouraging signs and he might then if it gets extended and he carries on playing every week at Wraith Rovers that's definitely not a bad level to be doing now especially if he's doing that kind of thing which is encouraging very very encouraging definitely and I, there's no reason why if he's not going to get game time at Aberdeen why another few months at down in Kirkcaldy won't benefit him and he's getting he's getting minutes, he's getting experience, which can only not only benefit him but benefit us as a club. You mentioned Bruce Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed at the weekend he kind of got his Aberdeen treatment at Air United. He got five minutes off the bench. I mean, it's not a good sign, is it? That that's who's getting here and he's not getting any more in the championship. It's not great. And um, I don't know what's wrong with that man. I don't, I don't know. Do you think there's maybe an attitude issue? Or something like that, because it seems to, it's just not panning out for the fella, is it? It, it does stink of the Lawrence Shankland a little bit. Yeah, well, I think with Lawrence Shankland as well, though, I don't know if there was like the homesickness and kind of issue. I think there was a few more issues, because I know um, Derek McInnes was kind of pressed on that previously, and he said, you know, there's a bit more background to Lawrence Shankland than, than met the eye, but, you know, Bruce is kind of a northeast lad. He, he, he's a player that wants to be playing week in, week out, but he's not getting a game at air. So, you know, a level that folk thought, well, he can go and prove himself, he's not proving himself. At least when Shanklin went down the leagues, he got minutes and goals. Okay, he's struggling back in the Premiership so far. I'm probably going to regret saying that now. Yeah, he should have said anything. <laughs> yeah, insert Hagrid clip now. No. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's a strange one, and I really don't see that he has going to have much of a future at the club um, past the summer. I don't think so. I think they've got an option to extend the loan past January as well, or maybe it's he's there with a recall option. 
And it'll be interesting if they do keep him past January, considering he's not getting much minutes down there. That'll be that's one to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, and speaking of strikers, obviously you've touched on Cosgrove and the Newcastle um, interest. I did see on social media that Stoke City um, mm. are another team interested in him. Obviously, they're mid-tabled going towards the playoffs in the championship. So, you know, maybe they see someone like Sam kind of helping them on a promotion bid. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what resolve they test Aberdeen with if something materialises there. And I also saw that Ross County are monitoring Curtis Main. Could we potentially see a swap deal there with um, him and Ross Stewart? Although I don't actually know if Ross Stewart is back fit. Um, mm. I remember he was he got injured against Celtic recently. So you don't really want to be bringing in somebody injured. Although I know McInnes has a history of that. Yeah, that's true. It would probably be pretty like for like, I suppose, uh, Curtis Main and Ross Stewart. But I would, I would probably think, I don't know if McInnes would be willing to do that, given how much game time Main's got recently. That's, uh, that's one thing that I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think it, I think if that's going to be in January, we're definitely getting the rotten end of the stick of that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could maybe understand if that was just something that kind of happened in the summer, you know, and then we wouldn't need we wouldn't need to pay for Roster, obviously, given that he'll he's out of contract. Um, but yeah, not not in January, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I suppose I know you're going to be sad about this, but. The one name that we should mention that will no longer be here at the end of January. Well, he's, I don't think he's here anymore because you saw his Instagram and many of you that have him on Instagram will have seen his emotional reunion with his family this week. Ronald Hernandez. It was the most wholesome Instagram post I've ever seen in my life. It, it was lovely. It was actually nice to see, to be fair. He was just so happy. His family was so happy. Uh, yeah, that looks like him probably off. And a lot of um, rumours Atlanta. So, is anyone shocked really by that? Um, yeah, I mean, fair, fair. I'm just happy that he's happy now. Uh, that's all I've got to say because I'll get sad. It's, it, it, he needs to move on. He needs to move on, really, doesn't he? Um, for his best interest, not only as a football player, but as a person as well. So, there we go. Yeah, I mean... The- there was a lot of conspiracy theories around the deal, uh, money laundering and whatnot, and kind of some nonsense, but, you know, whether or not Hernandez knew that he would be coming to Aberdeen for a year just to do nothing. But I think the whole, regardless if he knew or not, spending nine months away from your, you know, yeah. family, your loved ones, your daughter, um, who's obviously a young girl, um, you know, someone he obviously cares passionately about as well. Mm-hmm. Being away from your family for that long a time in a country where he's obviously didn't seem to have a great grasp of English. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say in the, the limited interviews he did with the club, that must have been particularly hard for him as well. So I think, you know, it is nice to see him happy again. Yeah. I, I think if he like came to the UK and then see a lot of like, players who'd like rather go they don't want to go to like somewhere up north in england they'd rather say down south london something like that something like that or even here again you still hear it some people don't want to come up to aberdeen they'd rather stay sort of central belt so being aberdeen as well is probably even more difficult for the poor poor lad but um you know best wishes to him that's all that's all come out with he's a weird sort of fan's favorite despite never playing essentially it's the most bizarre thing ever like 
2.45 minutes for us this season and everyone still wanted him to play. Mm. But, yeah, that's going to be definitely down as one of the weirdest signings in our history. Mm. Um, but you say, you know, not many people want to come up here. If you haven't listened, listen to why Richie Byrne wants to come up here. That's very true, very true. But again, Rod Hernandez, his partner's over there, so he's he's very sad. So he's not going to be going out, is he? He's not going to be going out. He can't even enjoy that lifestyle. So well, we, he didn't really. Even he can't. It's the COVID. It's the COVID. Either. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's a yeah, nightmare. Nicholas Sturgeon ruined that for him as well. So yeah. So you know, poor poor Ronald, poor Ronald. That's all I'm saying. Um, I suppose you know. Do you want to do your one word going into the new year for the Dundee United game before we go into our kind of half season report on the season so far? Oh, duh. just it's fed up hyphenated. Can we do hyphenated? <laughs> fed up. You know, you don't even know where you are. I'm surprised we've managed to last this long into the episode. So I'll probably give you a nightmare. Honestly, this is that we should definitely stick to notes from now on. I feel ah, it's not gone well. I don't know what the hell's going. On. Fed up. If it's hyphenated, I'll go with that. If not, I'll just go with meh. Just so meh. Ugh, I'm just over it all. Good to see you're looking forward to the Dons in 2021. I know. I try to be really up for it and positive. If Scott Wright's back, then positive. That's mine. I've just given about like three potential options. What's yours, Glenn? Um, I was going to say attacking because I'm hoping, like yourself, we see Scott Wright back and also hoping that we then see a return to some attacking football. So, yeah. and. We did do well at attacking Dungeon United in the in the clash at Tanadice, so I'm hoping we see more of that. And unlike the game at Tanadice, we can actually get past Seacrest in the goal. Fingers crossed. I admire your optimism. Somebody's got to give some form of optimism, try hold this together. It's not me. It's not me. You've not even been drinking today either. I've not been drinking a lot at all. I Since... For about the last six months, I think I've been drunk twice. So there we go. I don't have any excuses. Um, right. So since we've got no game to review today, what we're going to do is kind of do a, an assessment on the season so far. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, your school report, what you get half term. Get Take it back home to your parents and just blag your way when you know you don't get a good grade or something. So how would you assess the league season so far? It's sort of been very up and down, hasn't it? I mean, right, right now we're in third, which you probably would expect. It's been, it's it's been, yeah, as I said, very up and down. It's just been dribs and drabs, really. We've been had patches of good form, and then sometimes we've just been absolutely god awful. Like for a while, we were entertaining. That was a crazy time. That seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? It's just, but we are ultimately we are third, which doesn't get you anything. But it's not a total disaster. I suppose, I guess, in some way. But then you look at games like sort of Hamilton, St. Mary and Motherwell twice where we've dropped points, where if you consider those games, where we could be, could be way better off. At the time of recording, we are currently third. Um, obviously, the, point. But by the time this episode goes out, we, unless Hibs decide to Hibs it against Ross County, we could be down to fourth. Um, it's interesting you say you speak about third, though. I suppose something we haven't spoken about is Derek McInnes's comments through the week, reminding people that we are third in the league. What did you oh. make of them? Thanks, Derek. It's not like we would have forgotten, is it? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he is right. Factually, we are third, but it doesn't mean much, really, does it? It doesn't mean much. It's not the worst position ever, obviously. 
But, I mean, that's not going to get us anywhere, is it? We're not going to win anything. I actually feel like, where's that third-place trophy of ours that we've dubbed the third-place trophy? Got another one. Glen Tanner. You know, if we finish third, I might even send Derek McInnes a plaque saying, we finished third. Brilliant. He can put it on his wall since he's so proud of that being an achievement. Get on goals trophy. Yeah. I love those. It's being bronze because obviously that's what you get for finishing third. You seem very upset. Well, it's such an underwhelming statement given how poor the performances have been in recent weeks. I don't don't know what he's trying to get at, what he's trying to prove. Hey, we're in third. And, you know, I've seen folks saying, oh, like, you know, people are comparing kind of us and Hibs. Hibs are producing entertaining football. Yes, they're conceding goals and we're neck and neck. And now, okay, we'll have a couple of games in hand over um, Hibernian. But watching Aberdeen, it's just not enjoyable just now. So many people were complaining about forking out 20 quid to watch the team today. It was that in September when we were playing attacking football. No one would have batted an eyelid about that. That's true, to be fair. That is a very good point. It hasn't been great. It was good for about a month, and then it's just all gone to pot. There's just so much apathy amongst the support. And I do think, though, I, you know, I will say that I probably think that's down to the fact that none of us are going to games. Mm-hmm. And listening to the commentators on streams and dodgy streams and other distractions just doesn't make the footballing experience just now an enjoyable one. So the sooner we are back, the better. But it, it just it was quite patronising for him to say, oh, yeah, guys, we're third. Unless I send him a plaque, third doesn't win us a trophy. That's true. And I don't frankly care. I don't, I know, saw some fans saying, oh, what do they expect us to be, like, winning the league? I don't think we do expect to win the league. I would like us to put in a decent challenge. Mm. And kind of what annoyed me about that comment is we're still on Celtic's coattails. So why are we just resigning ourselves to, well, we're third? Why don't we kind of have a bit of positivity and a kind of winning mentality, not this loser's mentality mm. that's rife in the club, and say, you know what, why don't we go and challenge Celtic? You know, our players aren't afraid to come out and say that we're trying to play for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Well, so, also, challenging Celtic's not even challenging first place right now, is it? That's only asking to challenge for second. But if you look at it, like, sort of the St. Mirren game in the league, and then Hamilton when we drop points, and then just one of the Motherwell games, if we'd won those, then we would be second. So, mm-hmm. but you know, alas, we are not. We're five points behind Celtic, and they've been absolutely woeful. So, yeah, here we are. And we were woeful in the cups, which kind of brings me on to do you want to put like a lettered grade on the league performance so far? C or maybe a D because a D kind of gets you like it's like a kind of a pass, doesn't really count though, does it? That's doesn't quite it? low for the league performance. A D, league, well, it's like a, it's like a pass, but it's like it doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my good friend, Hugh McDermott, said, always says for his uni degree, D's get degrees. It's like, yeah, they do. But it's not like, it's not really like, but you're not buzzing about it, are you? It's like, oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm like about Aberdeen right now, you know? Okay, fair enough. That's fine. How about um, you? I would have said, like, I'd have gone, like, a C plus. Like, just because I think, like, kind of the same as you, but I think, like, a D is just, like, you've just done enough. But I can see where you're coming from, and it's... You know, you made your point well. I respect that. 
it's not often I make my point well, especially today. It's been an absolute shambles. Yeah, I think folk will be very surprised if, if, if they're actually still tuning in just now. Yeah, if we have anyone by now, let us know. Let us know if you've lasted the full way because, oh, it's been a mess. And um, the Cups, how would you rate our performance in the Cups this season? Do you want a grade for that? And this, I mean, it's in... quite obvious what the grade is going to be. Yeah, F. Yeah. Yeah, it's not been great. F. It's not been good, has it? It's not been good. Uh, sort of, you know, the Scottish Cup from last season, we thought, I even had a song to win it, so that was a stupid bet. And then um, and then went out to St Mirren, and you look at the last four, okay, they managed to get past Rangers, but, it, you know, Celtic, nothing in that either. So, yeah, it's just very poor, just all so bad. It's just making me more sad, as, as if speaking about Ronald Hernandez wasn't bad enough. I think if we take anything away from this podcast today is that do not, well, one, gamble responsibly, but do so by not following Callum's tips. I know. I think most of the time I just put them on for funnies. Like, the amount of times, if you follow me, you'll see me just putting on Andy Constein to score and having to win. I've never once done it and won. It's just just fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But no, I agree. It's an F for the cup because... St Mirren did feel like a missed opportunity. We probably wouldn't have performed as well as St Mirren did in the next round against Rangers. Um, we'd have probably, you know, rolled over like mm-hmm. we did at Hamden to Celtic. So disappointing, given that probably at the start of the season, um, I think it's fair to say McInnes's expectations from the board um, would have been, unfortunately, would have been third place and get to the semi-finals. Again, it's just like do the bare minimum, but. You know, he's failed on one cup to make the semi-finals, so there'll be a lot of pressure come the Scottish Cup, um, which I think for us, we enter the end of January. Mm-hmm. So a lot of pressure now on the on the cup run. And then also, I think, solidifying the league to ensure, obviously, European football for next season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, if you were to give your kind of half, half-term report, it'd say yeah, they're doing okay, but yeah. significant room for improvement. Yeah, must do better. Yeah, and that goes for all the team, including the management. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who who has pa- Should we say who has pass marks? Who has pass marks? Who do you think has pass marks for this season so far? Um, Ryan Hedges. Uh-huh. Tommy Hoban for mm-hmm. shoring up the defence. True. Ooh. Uh, Ross McCrory for just Ross McCrory. for finding and getting him in. Because obviously yeah. he's going to be our player from next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like us to normally get a loan from the old firm. Uh, True. We, like you look at Ryan Christie when we developed him and look what he's then gone back to Celtic and done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those three, I would say. They get past Mark Scott, right, maybe? Yeah. Um, but I suppose I there's still room sh- for improvement for him with his finishing, I suppose. Yeah, good point. Um, but I think as well, given his little injury, and I know it's kind of harsh, but you want your best best players. I'll put that in for the commas for Scott, right? Um, but <laughs> them up. Uh, you want them to be staying fit for as long as possible. You don't want them mm-hmm. to be here for a few games. Um, as as a quote, I always liked um, actually in reference to Mikey Devlin. We don't need offshore players in our team. We don't need them here for two months and then out for two months. Oh, that quite, I've never heard that, but I quite like it. I quite like it. Yeah. I agree, though. Um, I'd say, yeah, the ones you earmarked as 
a pass marks, then the rest would probably be yeah, much must do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must do better. Probably like our next episode. Yeah, <laughs> must I know. Do I know. Uh, let us know in the comments down below if you like to grade our performance today uh, after we've just slagged everyone else off. Uh, feel free. Let us know. Let us know. Um, from A to B, A to F. Sorry, just let us know. Let us know what you think. Good to see you can even get the grading system nearly wrong as well. But That's also to go feel from A to B. We are the best. <laughs> even feel free to tweet us, follow us on Twitter at RTG underscore podcast as well. Um, we normally put out questions, polls to our followers on there to help generate some extra content and also interaction with those of you that do kindly tune in and support us on a regular basis. Um, as we've touched on many a time on this podcast, we started this as a laugh in back in August. Got 500 views, 500 plus views on our first episode, Callum. Oh, it's basically been all downhill since then, um, given where I'm at right now. Uh, but no, thank you very much, everybody, for giving us the light of day. Because as you can see from this episode, we do talk nonsense. So it isn't, it isn't, it isn't well-informed opinions. Um, it, is, it is nonsense. But thank you all for tuning in. We hope you do enjoy. And we hope it provides some entertainment in what has been an absolutely woeful year. Yeah, and, you know, we've had folk tune in from Vietnam, mm-hmm. Australia, America. You know, we're all over the globe, other sides of the world. And, you know, we do appreciate all the feedback, negative and positive, because it does help us. Mm-hmm. you know build the build the show up and we hope that you've enjoyed our former player interviews with Richie Byrne and Jamie Smith um Leon Mike has kindly gone in touch to mm-hmm. no interest in coming on as well and you know we we have sent out requests to other players as well but so far no one other than Leon's got back and Jamie and Richie were kind enough to do so and um, mm-hmm. so yeah keep your eyes peeled for 2021 for more content coming out Yep, definitely. I and let's know. Would would Leon Mike? Are you interested in it? Let, viewers, let us know. Are you interested in a Leon Mike podcast? I think it would be very interesting. In all fairness, and um, I guess all that's left to say, Glenn, is have a happy New Year when it comes. Yeah, and surely it can't be worse than this one. Well, we hope not. We hope not. No promises. Very true. And I need to go and have a lie down before Newcastle play Liverpool. Yeah, and we'll be back in the beginning of January reviewing the Dundee United game. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening.